sit priest, Pope's new army, a few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags. I know, Bill, swore this was a battle between warriors, not a bunch of misfancies. I am the reason for violence. I am the reason for pain. I am the reason for everything in this life that can drive you insane. I am the reason for bloodshed. I am the reason for strain. Hey. What's going on? Hello. Is this our. Yeah. We're working on it. We got it. Alright. Hey, this is the Excited Boys. Your favorite Excited Boy, Jose. I'm Mark. I'm super, super excited. Kind of. Super Saiyan excited. Yes. Yes. And I'm Eduardo. Wow. Okay. Cool. cool. Aggressive. Very bold stance <laughs> to take there. So, hey, Ed. Yes. I'm going to need you to take down the energy like a scooch. Just like a scooch nooch. Okay. Anyways, um, what's got you excited right now, buddy? <laughs> All right. No, we're not going to talk about feet again. No. Okay. Anybody uh, who's on Instagram? <laughs> um, <laughs> there's this uh, Instagram page called the Kangaroo Sanctuary. It's just dicks. Kangaroo dicks. It's better than that. If that's possible. Um, scroll through the Kangaroo Sanctuary you're going to find some of the most jacked kangaroos you've ever seen. These guys are beasts. I feel like this is my fault. I brought that up like right before we started recording, and I feel bad about it, Jose, and I apologize. You know what, man? I'm not crazy about buff kangaroos. It's not my jam, but it's okay. I mean, they're, they're, I guess you could have sent us to weirder Instagram pages than that. So And they crush buckets. They cr- yeah, they do. <laughs> Ed, if you were... A billionaire and could afford anything, anything in the world. What are the things that you would get before you would get a bucket crushing kangaroo with a lifetime supply of buckets? Before I would get that. Yeah. What What are the things that would would you do you think are more important than that? Well, firstly, a kangaroo sanctuary, so I can get the bucket crushing kangaroo. Logical. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, whatever kangaroos feed on. I'd like to have everything prepared for when I eventually do get the kangaroos. And then prob- probably <laughs> most obviously property in Australia. Wait, why Australia? Because that's, I believe, where most of the kangaroo population is. Yeah, I mean, but you would ha- get kangaroos. Yeah, but... You can, you'd be rich enough to get a lifetime supply of buckets. You can have kangaroos come to come, you. But I would, like, you know, I would cater to them. Keep it in there. Because they're so jacked. You're like, yeah, I don't, don't want to piss them off. <laughs> Have you seen the videos? Jesus. Yeah, I asked you to stop sending me those. <laughs> I mean, it's just impressive, man. It's, a, it's an impressive feat of, of some, as they say, a marvel of modern science. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hmm. Let me ask this. Cause, so wait, jack kangaroos aren't a thing found in nature? This is a man-made thing. You're a horrible I, human being. It's like a chimera, like kind of. I feel like it has to be. This is. Have you seen them? They're unnatural. Yeah, you keep showing them to us. I don't think you understand. Stop, you're showing me one right now. Mark, can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I want to give you, give you a bit of a hypothetical multiple choice sort of thing. All right. Okay. Is that cool with you? Would you rather... Ooh. 
watch ten consecutive hours of the same video of the kangaroo crushing a bucket. Okay. Or watch ten minutes of a grown man have his diaper changed. Ooh. And guess what, guys? He made a boom boom. He made a boom boom. Is that why it takes them ten ten minutes to change his diaper? I mean, I think there's other horseplay involved, if you will. So horseplay? Yes. Um. Not with that. Ten horseplay. hours is a long fucking yeah, ten, time. Yeah, that's that's why. That's a long fucking time. Do I get anything at the end? Uh, just self satisfaction. Just, I did something just, with my just life. Just hard. <laughs> Wait, so, which so one, which throughout one, the whole like nine nine and a half hours, I don't get hard up, but at the at the ten right, hour you know mark, what? I like no no I, I like I like his idea. I'm changing the question. Same same two situations, but which one do you think would be easier for you to to jerk off to? Jerk off to? Would you Would you rather watch a, a growing his diaper? Fuck, that's a hard one. Or watch ah. a kangaroo crush a bucket. I mean, that's difficult because the crushing buck is inherently violent. And so you're into that. I'm kind of into that. But goddamn, uh, which one will get me easier for me? No, no, you, you can't stop until you, you until do. Until I finish. So which one would you rather take in there with you? Fuck. Boo, boo, boo. That is a tough one. I don't know. I mean, just work it out of your head. Explain to me logically, like okay. as you're going through the answers in your head, Mark. Because there's nothing inherently sexual about a grown man getting a diaper changed. Depends on who you ask. I feel like but that's okay. true. But like, it's crushing a bucket. That's right. Now, okay, here's the question. Here's a, uh, a specificity question: Who is changing the diaper? It is a. Uh... Another man of like the uh, same roundabout age as the the man is he is as well dressed as a baby. No, that's that's Mark. That's that's stupid. Okay, so why would a baby? Change their t- I mean, I mean, have you not <laughs> seen Rugrats? <laughs> um, God, uh, I this is a dumb question. No, obviously he's an adult. Okay. I mean, maybe buckets. I guess. There you so, go. Alright. I mean You heard it here first. Mark is really into kangaroo. Apparently I rest my case. Interesting. It's just people are drawn to it. What can I say? Yeah, that's true. Man. So besides uh kangaroo porn, Mark, what's what's got you excited right now? Quicksand porn. Quicksand porn. Always okay. has me excited. An oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie, quicksand porn. And vor, obviously. I hope you bring something better to the table than fucking kangaroos. Instagram I don't think page. there is anything better for the <laughs> Does it have to be an Instagram page that I'm excited about? No, it could be, it could be <laughs> anything. Oh man, what am I excited about right now? I mean, we just saw Shape of Water, so that was awesome. Oh, that was fantastic. I was really excited about that. Uh, I just started Black Mirror after how many years? A lot of years. Five, I want to say five. Five years. And it's, it's okay. It's good. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, this is what I'm excited about. Our uh, thing tomorrow where we're going to have a group of us watch The Christmas Prince every week this year. I'm excited about that. I got the idea from Worst Idea of All Time. Uh, we're not going to... It's just for, just for us. You know? Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. I'm really excited to see how bad this movie is. It's going to be real bad. It's going to be painful. Do you genuinely do you think it's going to be as bad 
Because it can't be worse. But do you think it's going to be as bad as Tiptoes? Oh, shit. I mean, it probably won't be as bad as Tiptoes. Because Tiptoes is like the worst viewing experience <laughs> I've ever had. It's it's real bad. And I've, it is like literally like the worst thing I've ever watched with my eyes. And I've seen a man get decapitated online, guys. It's pretty fucking awful. By a kangaroo. By a kangaroo. <laughs> By, Instead yes. of a bucket, it was a head, and it just ripped it off. It was pretty fucking gruesome. A little bit of spinal cord still attached. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like, you know, very Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited about that, because I think that's just going to be... Oh, I think it's we're just going to revel in, like, the delicious awfulness of that movie. Guys, honestly, tiptoes, just, just thinking about it, though, <laughs> and how bad Tristan Fritz is going to be... Um, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let my, my buddy, Dave, come in and talk about this monstrosity, because I can't do it. It's, it's making me Okay. Sick. Hey, how's everyone doing? Hey, Dave, how have you been? Talk to Dave. Oh, hey, Ed, Ed. It's good to see you, good to see you. It's, it's interesting, I, I never noticed uh, you don't have a metal drum attached to your body for your fucking samba music. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> that there for, was, those of, uh, oh, yeah. for those unfamiliar, this is Dave Paducci. World-class producer. Dave Paducci? Okay, so I was just going to ask, how would you describe yourself? World-class producer, that's it? Uh, just just a man of the people. I, I, I love... He's I very love friendly, all. let's put it that way. Oh, yes. He's a very friendly guy. I, uh, I love to show physical affection. For all. Do you... Um, like, on a scale of... Uh, of... Uh, on a weight Cosby, scale or something. Cosby to Weinstein, how 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 affectionate are you? I mean, I mean, I feel like those are two. <laughs> That's a weird scale. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a weird hypothetical thing you're setting up because I feel like uh, the courts at this point have said uh, two innocent men, if you will. Well, the courts haven't said shit about Harvey Weinstein, but whatever. You shut your fucking mouth about Harvey. He is a saint. Real? Wow, you're taking a bold stand here. Well, I mean, you know, favors. The bonds are thicker than blood. It's, what about uh, semen? Well, I mean, it depends on uh, who's who's uh, who's semen we're talking about. Yeah. Harvey, we- I mean Harvey Weinstein. It comes out kind of stringy, actually. So I don't oh, know. so you know, like he he did he corner you and ask you to like watch him shower and shit. Listen, listen. I don't need to explain to you how I got the money to fund my musical rendition of of Cats. But I replaced every character with with Joni and no, Chachi. No, obviously that's, I think you that's just a million dollars. I think you just explained to us how you got that. He watched Harvey Weinstein jerk off. I feel like that was implied. Guys. I feel like his penis is just very disgusting looking. Dave's? Or Harvey? But I mean both. Let's, I mean, interchangeable, really. Yeah, that's true. Do you think it's too late to jump on this bandwagon of uh, maybe you know? charges against this guy. Hey, you want the question? Uh, uh, I'll talk it over with uh, my legal advice, actually. But, uh, you know, let's talk about a Christmas Prince. Yeah, we're excited to watch it. And you should be. Yeah? Did you produce it? I'm not saying I'm a producer on this uh, future, legendary, possibly award-winning from what I'm hearing. I mean, the Razzie buzz is electric. And everyone knows that raspberries are the tastiest berry that exists. Outside of blueberries, boysenberries, and strawberries. 
But technically, strawberries but... aren't berries, but okay. I like when I make David Venucci oh, angry. You're a melty one. Yeah, I am. You know what we would have used you for back in the day? You and Harvey Weinstein? I I'm guessing know. Chinese Finger Trap. Boy, I bet you like that, you sick fuck. You'll be sucked up in my foreskin, you sick but anyways, boys. Interesting. Un- uncircumcised. Wouldn't have guessed that. It's true. But anywho, you wouldn't believe the treat you're in for. I came up with the idea for the Christmas Prince. Is I took too many Zydol and <laughs> fell asleep while watching Lifetime. Interesting. It's true. It's it's my greatest masterpiece. I mean, I'm... Besides I'm the Rush Hour 2 musical. The Rush Hour 2 musical? Yes. Is that starring Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? It's actually starring Viola Davis and a, a, a Meryl Streep impersonator. Meryl herself decided she was too good for it, apparently. I mean, still, not not a bad cast. It's not, but I mean... Wait, can, it's, she's an impersonator for Meryl Streep. She's a Meryl Streep impersonator. She's actually not even a trained actress. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it Viola might, has to do a lot of the heavy Which Which... Else. Which role does she play, though? Uh, she is Jackie Chan. See, I would have gone Chris Tucker, like, change it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I would think uh, the Meryl Streep impersonator doing blackface is more your style, Dave. I mean, I don't, see, track I don't see her in blackface just vocalizing oh, you, you, with you. Chris Tucker. Talk about blackface, okay, it's a good call. Yeah, no, I'm well. Ed brought it up, but I'm saying like I think because if she's a Meryl Streep impersonator, Meryl Streep inhabits a character. She yeah. doesn't need to use blackface. She can use, you know, her voice and and gestures. And I feel like someone who can impersonate Meryl Streep can impersonate Chris Tucker. That's fair, but I, I feel like uh, if there's one man I know who doesn't care about nuance, it's Dave Paducci, and. He would want this Meryl Streep impersonator to do blackface. Am I right, Dave? If she would be committed to the role and we would be willing to do that, it would be, it would be fantastic. But she wouldn't even do a goddamn yellow face. It's insane. I mean, yeah, the bing bongs are a little different, but you know, skin's pale, just in a different hue, if you will, too. So that's oddly. I can't. I don't know. I guess not. <laughs> it's it's a weird. It's a weird world you live in. Oh, you know, just, Mr. Paducci. It's a theater world, boys. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> Isn't it even in a theater? Is it? Is this acceptable in theater? Or are you hiring like? Also, like Viola Davis. Is it Viola Davis or is it? Uh, an it's actress that I pay that kind of maybe resembles Viola Davis, but I say actress Viola Davis. or prostitute. So I would never hire a prostitute. Is that why you call them actresses? They are actresses, and they maybe do exotic dancing on the side, but that does not mean they are hookers. Do you call them lady? Lady, whoa, whoa. lady of the night? Uh, entertainers of the night on occasion. If you catch my drift, okay. they have sex. I think I catch your drift. I think your drift has been caught. But you know, that's enough of this Christmas Prince talk. You boys, oh, in for a treat. I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Later, queer bows.
See you, Dave. Bye, Dave. Are you guys done talking about the Christmas Prince? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, he just, like, whew. He sold it on? He sold I mean, he, he didn't did. really have to sell me on it, but... I didn't know he was involved. But, again, I shouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, I mean, we got people... I got people coming over, and we're going we're gonna to watch it, and it's going to be amazing. Have some beer. I have beer still. Ooh, I like beer. I like beer, too. I have tequila still. Ooh, margaritas. Uh, and then we're gonna, yeah, that's what I'm excited about this week is watching, starting the first 52 viewings of The Christmas Prince, starring Rose MacGyver from iZombie, which is one of my favorite shows. It's one of my stories. It's actually legitimately like a decently written show, though. Sounds like... No, like, I feel like it's, not, it's never a good sign if you come out with like saying something defensive about it, though. Well, I feel like I don't want people to think that this actress who's in this admittedly terrible movie isn't enough, like, the sh- makes the show bad. Because the show's actually pretty funny and good. Like, it's the dude who did Veronica Mars, Rob Thomas. Also, just uh, to note, um, he is also the lead singer. He is, yeah. He's very talented. Yeah. Matchbox 20. Matchbox 20. But, uh, yeah, no, if you've never seen it, like, she's a zombie. And oh, works at a medical. Okay. She works at the the coroner's office, and like whenever she eats a brain, not only does she get visions that helps her solve crimes, but she takes on the personality traits of the person whose brain she's eaten. So it's like Warm Bodies, but the TV show. But no, because Warm Bodies they just have the the visions. Mm-hmm. She actually legitimately like if she eats somebody who's a kleptomaniac, she'll start stealing shit. Or like if she eats somebody who's like an alcoholic, she'll start. Being, becoming an alcoholic and shit like that until it wears off. And it's just a fun and interesting show. Do you think there's like a deeper, darker hidden like meaning where it's like she's actually a schizophrenic and this is just like how they she explains it away? Why she acts differently? Interesting, but interesting, no. no. But no, I like I that. I don't think that. It's kinda of, it's very Sherlock Holmes invented Moriarty. And yeah, but no. It's a good show though, you should watch it. Well, I guess the Christmas Prince has you excited. <laughs> I, I'm very excited for the Christmas Prince. I do not recognize anybody else in the cast list for that movie. Well, that's, maybe it's maybe it'll be okay. Maybe there's oh, like, I think you're, I, I think you're you're very optimistic. You know what I like falsely. your attitude. Though. I just I just keep don't, it up. But I just I the I'm, I just don't want. I don't like the idea of like in the middle of July or August just like watching this though. But see, what you don't understand is that makes it more appealing. You don't like the idea. Yeah. If you did like the idea, it wouldn't be as appealing. I hate the idea, but I just I, I maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. I just want to. Who knows? Maybe after like five viewings, I'm like I can't fucking do this anymore. But yeah. for right now. It just becomes a weird thing where me and Ed, like, once a week watch this fucking movie together. We How mad would you guys be is it if I dropped out and you guys were like, fuck, we gotta do this. Fuck you. I don't think I'd be angry, but more so surprised. Yeah. That you would drop out first. Although I don't know why, but I feel like Ed would be secretly competitive about it and, like, we would keep it going to see who would last the longest. You're right that I would be competitive. <laughs> yeah. That's you're so, very right. So like I feel like it would and like I don't I am not the type to back down, so I'd probably be like, Well fuck, alright, I guess I'm gonna finish finish the fifty two too. And yeah. 
Yeah. And fucking Mark would just be off to the side just <laughs> just laughing. I would have to be competitive about this because I, I do feel like I'm going to, by the probably the third viewing, I'm going to be like, I don't want to stop. So the only <laughs> thing that's going to be pushing me forward is going to be that I'm going to have to be competitive. Should we do a, a penalty if you drop out? Because we have a group of five or six, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like... Does the penalty get worse the earlier drop off or the later you drop off? The penalty is worse the earlier drop off and slowly over time gets lessened. Okay. Cuz I think mm. if you hit if you hit a point if you hit say October like you're just going to be like fuck it, man, like let's go. Let's go for broke. You know what I mean? You're pot committed at that point. We'll have to figure out. We'll have to. What do you What do you think? What should be a penalty? Should it be something? What's something we all do not like that we can talk about on the podcast? Watching Christmas Prince fifty two times. Ooh, here's an interesting one. Hmm. You can drop out, but you have to watch it. Like okay, so like you have to watch it. A worse movie. No, no, no. You you have to watch it two times in a row. So, like, you can be like, okay, this is going to be my last week. But then you have to watch it and then immediately start it again. Mm. What about that? Hmm. Or you, just, you have to watch Tiptoes. Oh. If you drop out at the beginning, you have to, you have to watch Tiptoes. That'd be really bad. I'm okay with something like that. Shit. Would it be funny if we like we record ourselves watching the entire the entirety of Pearl Harbor. I've That's the punishment. That's the punishment. Wait, so is this You could do it as like a group or something, so if it's like let's say it's me that's gonna end up winning. Uh, you and Ed would you could just just watch it together and like just we'll just record. Oh, so it's like okay, so we could do that that where it's like if you don't make it to the end, if, if you like whoever doesn't make it the full fifty two weeks, at the end of that year has to watch Pearl Harbor and tiptoes back to back and tiptoes back to back. I like everything you just said except I would double that triple down. Oh, I would make a Pearl Harbor, Tiptoes, and a third movie. Back Ooh. to back to back. Do you have an idea for that third movie? No. But we'll, we'll find something horrible enough to, to fill tip-toes, that role. Tiptoes, Pearl Harbor, and Armageddon. <sighs> Not that Armageddon isn't a great choice, because it is, as far as just the punishment, but. The, I like the idea of varying up the quality or lack thereof. Okay. Um, by like Michael Bay and then whoever the fuck. <laughs> what if we make like the third one just like like a random, maybe not even necessarily a bad movie, but just something that'll be painful to watch, like this, the Serbian movie. Oh god. I, well, I was gonna say something more like along the lines of just something like uh, was it like Battleship uh, Tonkin or something? Battleship Tonkin. Oof. I mean, or, that works too. 
That's like that's another three hour fucking movie. Or like what was it like the, the greatest show on earth? Like that uh, greatest show on earth? Like it's one of like those random movies that like won like best picture like in the thirties and stuff. Uh, that didn't deserve. It. Yeah. No, you have to sit through um, Birth of a Nation. Ooh. I don't like that. <laughs> that feels too. That feels too, 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 too serious for some reason. Um, shit. We can figure it out. You know later. what? How about that just becomes like uh, we'll let the winner choose. We'll just let the that. That's one of the perks. Like okay, choice. Dealer's, dealer's choice. They get to like choose it. the third. The third. Ooh, one. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what are you excited about though? You know. Life's got me excited, man. Life, Life magazine, uh, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. I know it's very sad. I know, yeah. But I guess like the the new year. Is that your way of saying nothing has existed? Fuck the new year. Uh, Fuck 2018 so far. I have I actually mean, loved 2018. Yeah, 2018. Is yeah, all right. You haven't had my 2018. You're oh, right. here yeah, it comes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you you almost accidentally drop a pickup truck on your twice. Truck. Twice. In negative eight degree weather. And it's like, oh, it's the worst day ever. Yeah. Yeah. Where I almost crush myself with my truck because it gets a flat tire after I just paid $1,200 to get the fucking suspension fixed and I get a flat tire. And then I can't, like, afford to get a new tire put on, so I have no way of getting around anymore. Yeah, it's not it's not fun 2018 so far. But let me tell you why 2018 so far has been good for me though. I okay. want to share that with you. Oh yeah, and somebody who I haven't seen in 12 years that I feel like a piece of shit about walks into our store and makes me like, oh yeah, I was a piece of human garbage when I was 20 years old. Yeah, that's that's uh, on the same day. That's the same day. That's the same day. <laughs> that's the same within an hour of one another that happens. You know what though? I I, I like that because it shows that you go hard in the paint, and I respect <laughs> that, kid. I respect that a lot. But you know what is good? What, what's been good about 2018 for you? Did you not get a flat tire? Uh, what's been going pretty good for me is that like uh, I haven't experienced uh, bad things happen to me directly like you have. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. That's pretty sweet. That's enough to be. Yeah. Exactly. Not being Mark. Yeah, so yeah, this this past week is that's that's enough to be honest with you, Mark. But if life's got you down, I always got just 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 always remember that at least as long as you have your your thumb, your trigger, your pussy finger, you're you're gonna be good in life, man. You know what? I genuinely used that when I was sitting freezing in my fucking car waiting for my phone to charge so I could actually call for help. By the way, it didn't work. My phone charger did not charge my phone, and I sat there for an hour in the freezing cold while I thought my phone was charging. I did look at my thumb, my trigger finger, and my pussy finger, and I thought, you know what? I still got these. Yeah, it's pretty. At good. least until like frost. So the frost kicks in. <laughs> Those are gone too. By the way, uh, the whole. Uh, Mm. TTPF. Don't explain it. TTPF. Don't explain it. It's they'll, just they'll, that's enough. One day they'll come upon. The they'll movie. understand. If they're cool, they'll get it. Here's a hint. It's it's a movie reference. Anywho, yeah. But as long as you keep that in mind, you should be able to get through the year, man. Probably. I don't know. Unless you puss out and. 
I mean, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year already. <laughs> been a tough few days. You know what, though? At least you're not Jewish in Nazi Germany. So, you got that. You know what? Yeah, you're right. And I still got my trigger finger. My thumb, my trigger finger. Nope, nope, nope. Finger. You didn't even get to finish it. You didn't even get to finish it. Okay, you sorry. fucked it up. I'm sorry. I can't believe it. You let me down again. It's like, this is probably the worst thing you've done this year so far. To you. Wow. This this is the worst thing that's happened to you this year? Me, like, getting that wrong? Wow. Yep. You just turned, you just turned this year negative, and I don't appreciate that. It has yes. me in the fluffle that you would do this to me, a person that I thought was your friend. I'm going to slash your tires. We are the excited boys. I'm going to slash your tires. And we're going to see how excited you are about that. <laughs> well, heck, you know what that means? I can take the day off work to go get that fixed. You know, that's a pretty good day. God damn it. Okay, I didn't. I missed Positive Jose, and now I kind of hate Positive Jose. Hey, man. It's like it's like Joe Dirt says. As long as I got my thumb, my trigger finger, I'm a pussy finger. I'll be alright. R.I.P. David Spade. R.I.P. I don't think he's dead. No, I think he's in Panama. That's that's why I was saying rest in Panama. Oh, oh. It's just good life advice, you know? I mean, you know Actually, fun fact. David Spade is dead. Faked his death in the great Adam Sandler movie, The Do-Over. What's The Do-Over? It's that great Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I don't know what you're saying right now. (sighs) So, I don't know if you know this guy, Adam Sandler, is a comedic genius. Oh, David Spade's still alive. He has a Netflix movie called The Do-Over. One of his, let's say... um, I I genuinely don't remember. This isn't a bit. I don't remember The Do-Over. The Do-Over is is one of his Netflix movies. There's The Ridiculous Six. Now we're talking about this. God damn it. (laughs) It's your fucking fault. But now I have to elaborate because you really don't know. So now I feel like I have to educate you. So it's the ridiculous you dumb six. piece of shit. Fucking Wait, fucking how am I dumb <laughs> piece of shit? I don't know about fucking this Adam is Sandler your fault, shit. Mark. You yeah, made you, me do. Hey, this. you know what? That's pretty cool though. You can add another tally to your fuck ups of the year. So you made me I school make you, you on Adam Sandler. <laughs> Why do you know about Adam Sandler? I'm questioning that right now. As <laughs> Why do I know about this? But I do. Have you seen these movies? No, but I hate see when they appear on Netflix. I'm like, so why do you know about a David Spade scene in one of them? Well, I know the premise for the movie is that David Spade fakes his death. Adam Sandler is some secret agent, because of course he is. And he was like high school buddies with David Spade. And he meets up with David Spade like, Hey man, remember all the good times in high school? And David Spade's like, No man, I'm miserable now. I'm divorced and all this shit. And Adam Sandler's like, well, what you got to do to, to get your you life back You seem to know trailer? a lot about this movie. Yeah, I saw the trailer. <laughs> Why did you watch the trailer? I, ha- I hate watch some trailers. Okay. I also hate watch the trailer to Geostorm. Little did I but know, you saw the movie. Little did I know I would end up watching the movie. How good was Geostorm? Oh, it was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it the worst Robert Butler movie you've ever seen? That's, that's Gods a, of Egypt that's is a the lofty, worst. That's a lofty... Oh, no. no, yeah, Gods of Egypt is by far the worst show. By the way, I want to—I have not yet seen it, but I've heard so many things about it. I want to see The Ugly Truth with Gerard Butler and Catherine Heigl. I've seen it. I've heard it's insanely. I've seen it. Horrible, and just now, now worse than Gods of Egypt. I heard it's also cartoonishly offensive. 
Because I heard, I heard yeah. he's like misogynistic, and, and and his character is like super misogynistic, and he keeps re- referring to. The, wow! Well, apparently, you're gonna love this movie because even just talking about it's it is making you laugh. Because it's just amusing that they thought this was a good idea, but apparently, he keeps referring to uh, the the female uh, anatomy. The, he he keeps calling it the bean, just flicker bean. I believe is the, is the. Line of dialogue. I mean, it's good advice. <laughs> it's good advice. It's good advice. Just That's like all I'm gonna say. Uh, I, that is on my to watch list. The ugly truth. The ugly truth. Seriously, it is. Yeah. I mean, we get it a lot at work. You can go ahead and. Probably. What's the worst joke about the movie you've ever watched? Might be, probably the ugly truth actually. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Could like legitimately like, but you haven't seen Gods of Egypt. No. God, there is nothing good. It's not even so bad it's good. It's just bad. Everybody fucking phoned it in on that one. And it's got a decent cast, but like... And the director of Dark City. Yeah, but he... I, that's how why I watched it, because I was like, I fucking love Dark City. And then I was like, oh, he... he didn't, he's gone insane. Anything since yeah, he's he, gone insane. What do you do? iRobot and Knowing? iRobot's not a, a, a horrible movie. It's a, it's kind of like that's, a man movie. But that says everything you need to say right there. Like, I mean, you just said it. Like I'm, I'm in agreement with you actually. But the fact that that's what I think it's a he's it's, done the past fifteen years. I that's think his, it's a better movie than people give it credit for. Let me put it that way. But yeah, coming from like Dark City, like yeah. it's yeah, it's garbage. It's sad. It's a sad fall from grace when you're like, hey, his best movies of the past twenty years is is I Robot. Is I Robot. You're right about that. But yeah. Is Tiptoes the worst movie you've ever seen? No. It's the most pain. Ooh. No, it's it's not the worst movie, but it's the most painful to watch. What's the worst movie? Just like just the worst like any of like the actual Ed Ed Wood films. Not the film Ed Wood which is really But I feel film. like Ed Wood has like that it's so good it's bad. Or so bad. No, no, it's but that's, good. Like, but that's the, like the room. Yeah. Yeah, but like you can watch those out of like enjoyability, but like these, I these were just these were just very I would say a films. bad movie is something that you don't enjoy on any level. Like, I think... Like, there are plenty of bad movies. Bad movies come down a dozen, see them all the time. But, like, the worst movie I ever saw is, like, there's nothing enjoyable in that movie. So, I, I would say in that case, I have a few... I wouldn't put them over Tiptoes, but right there with Tiptoes. Where, like, I can't legitimately decide which one I hate more. So, uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash is one of them. Okay, I've not seen it. Yeah, don't. Isn't Rosario Dawson in it? Yeah, still not good enough. Is that why you watched it? No. As I recall... He's big into Jay Moore. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> in that. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fun story. My dad legitimately hates Jay, uh, Jay Moore. Just because he married Nikki Cox, and my dad had a huge crush on Nikki Cox. That's right, he did marry Nikki Yeah, Cox. I think they're divorced now, though. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they're divorced. So. I, they might not be, who knows. But yeah, you just made that up. They might not <laughs> even be married. <laughs> they never married. No, I went, we went to the movies to watch something else, and they were like, there was no showings, or it was sold out or something. And we ended up watching Adventures of Pluto and Ash, and... It was just the worst movie-going experience I've ever had, by far. So that's Adventure of Pluto Nash is up there with with um, Tiptoes. 
And Alien versus Predator, Predator, Requiem is up there. Because the the first Alien versus Predator is actually it's awful, but it's but it's not unbearable. Mm-hmm. It's just hey, this is bad. But Alien vs. Predator is equally awful and boring. And so those three would be my choices. I like Predators. Predators is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I like Aliens. I mean, those are both good things. That's the perfect <laughs> example of two good things not shouldn't necessarily form one good thing. I, like I mean, for me, like legitimately Pearl Harbor is up there. With tiptoes, I, I don't know if I would say it's worse than tiptoes. It, it's worse. It's a more painful viewing experience just because it's three hours it's long. long. But it's a better made film, though. No, not it really. Cost more money. Yeah, <laughs> some of the shots were pretty. When Cuba Good and Junior got to shoot that Gatling gun, it was pretty sweet. Oh, uh, you know, I'll give you that. Yeah, the shots were pretty. There's that, but that's like one but out of three hour. Movie. Even though, like, you can. Both Kate Beckinsale movies, by the way. God damn. I like Kate Beckinsale, but apparently I hate some, a lot of her movies. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's not, doesn't have the best choice in film roles. I feel bad. I genuinely like Kate Beckinsale. I like her as a person, too. Okay, so I have a question. She cool. question for you guys, because I was thinking about this. I want each of your individual answers. Ed, who do you think is the most underappreciated great actor or actress working right now? Well, here's the thing. The problem is that I might view them as underappreciated and you might be like, oh, I feel like they get their due. So I'm sure you guys have heard me wax poetic about Sam Rockwell. Why is... like, minus Michael Fassbender is probably my favorite actor. Um, Would you suck on his feet? Yeah. Okay. No hesitation. Um, now, whether... Like, in my eyes, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. But maybe you guys don't feel the same. I also think... And I, I know she just had a big role in, in um, Star Wars. But that movie sucked anyway. So... Uh, I think Laura Dern has always been an underappreciated actress just on the merits of her acting. So she has gotten these blockbusters like Jurassic Park and and Star Wars. But she's a fantastic actress. And and she doesn't always get credit for that. Um, But, I mean, some people would argue that, no, they get their due. So... I can, I guess I can say uh, uh, a truly, truly underrated actor is, and he's so underrated that I, his name escapes me right now, but I always, <laughs> I always, like, in my, I always thought, man, this fucking guy is really good, um, is, and I'll tell you in a second, he's, he was in Zodiac, um, he was- Mark in, Ruffalo. Bingo. Robert Downey Jr. That guy. Jake John The junior guy. Are, are you talking about um, Stephen Lynch? Not Stephen Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. Yes. He is a fantastic... Played Drew Carey's transvestite brother on the yeah. Drew Carey show. Yeah. That guy is a great actor. 
Great character actor. Um, I feel like that's a guy you can give... Uh, if you give him the right role... He can play scary, intimidating person. No, he can play anything. He can play like nice, folksy... He's like, yeah. He, like Fargo. On, yeah, in Fargo. On, <laughs> in the Drew Carey show, he's like... Very personable and cool, Very and like personal. quirky and weird. Quirky, yeah. I, Fargo. I, I like him, like in like a, in the founder. He plays one of the McDonald brothers. Yeah, in Fargo, he's mm-hmm. a Francis McDormand's husband. But I think that's the thing. Like we're talking about underrated actors and actors. Character actors are incredibly underrated. Like, yeah. uh, like any character actor working today, they're chameleons and they don't get their due because they're not the, the they're leading not, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, like, I think. Why Daniel Day Lewis gets so much credit? He does stuff like a character actor would work, but he got the lead star. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, like I think a very underrated actress, and she hasn't broken out yet in movies, but she's on TV. Is Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black? She is very good. She is the work she fucking did on that show was amazing. Like she played nine different characters at least, and each one felt like real and flushed out and full and like most of the time she's playing against herself and like the fucking performances are amazing Mm -hmm. like physically like the not just like costume wise and stuff like that because each one looks different but like her physicality in those roles is is fantastic and i hope like i think she won a golden globe for the last season of it but she has not like broke out into like film roles yet but she's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. If Since we... I also have to mention Edie Falco for, um, for however many years um, as uh, Tony Soprano's wife. And Edie Falco, it can be argued that is legitimately one of the top five to ten best actresses working at any moment. Because... The, that stretch, that six, seven year stretch that she was Tony Soprano's wife, Carmela, uh, in uh, in The Sopranos, the, the, her acting was as, as good as any other actresses in anything uh, for those six, seven years. And it was fantastic. And, and it's a shame that she's pretty much stuck to television after that because she, she can do a lot more. Damn, Edie. What about you? Would you? Who's an actress that you're like... Or actor? The biggest one I got is... I swear to God, if you say Michael Shannon. Is Andy Serkis. Okay. And my biggest argument for him that I'll make is that I think he's gives the best performance in, let's say, the six most well-known movies he's been in. So I would say he, uh, him playing Schmeagle is the best performance in all three Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's I like fair. Sauron, but go go ahead. And he's and he's like and him doing being Caesar and all like the Planet of the Apes, like he he gives the best performance in those films. And let's not forget he's he's the greatest Kong. He is. But so I just wanna list off some people that you guys you'll make an argument for one of these guys, but uh gave the best performance over these co-stars in these movies uh Viggo Mortensen Orlando Bloom Elijah Wood Ian McKellen uh, Sean Bean Sean Chris- Bean was amazing 
Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett didn't have to do a lot. She didn't have to do a lot. Did, that's not the point, though. The point is that, like, in this performance, her her yeah. job was to sit there and or stand there and look ethereal. You can you can save your arguments for the end. Uh, are you Christopher just, Christopher wait, Lee? Are you literally just gonna read out the cast list for the Lord of the Rings movie? No, no, I'm not done yet. Christopher Lee. Okay. He's not done reading out the cast list for the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> no, no, it changes right here. Uh, James Franco. Oh, okay. Because okay. now you're reading out. Yeah. Okay. Um, our boy who's going to win an Oscar this year for playing Churchill, Gary Oldman in the second uh, oh, Ace right. movie. Yeah. And now uh, Woody Harrelson, who's uh, pro- who has a chance of winning an Oscar for three billboards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're... Fr- I, now that I mean I've never really thought about it, but now that you mention it, yeah, I, I would agree that you can give them the best performance in each of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. I I do agree with Mark's point that maybe not a lot more is demanded of the other actors, but well, Kate Blanchett, but, but he he gives so much to the character of yeah, like, exactly. He, he's literally everything about like he literally like. It just comes down to like his like what voice voice acting and like uh, and physical and physical, and, and physical like yeah. and like you know like doing like this uh, this character like uh, I mean I definitely yeah. agree he's underappreciated in like award season shit like he he probably like, should win something like I, like I legit do because he's a pioneer too like. yeah it's like I think it's crazy that like none of his performances like in Lord of the Rings even got like a nomination like that's in. Like not only should he have like been nominated, he probably should have won some of those years, like for best supporting actor or something. Probably, that's fair. I, I think, and as much stuff as is made about you know his his uh, his acting, because I'll put to you like I think Ian McKellen literally got nominated for best supporting actor like all three years for no, I don't. Like, but he de- he definitely did one, maybe two, but no, it was and better. and I love him in it. Like I, I love Lord of the Rings films, but like yeah, I would say he's the like most if one of the iconic. But like, if, if if like a supporting actor is going to get a nomination from them, like it, it would I would definitely put Circus ahead of like at least in Two the, Towers. I would agree. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I would say that all right, not including Circus, the most impressive acting in the Lord of the Rings franchise does come from Ian McKellen. And so, you have to sort of, as a as a comparison, you have to sort of put Circus up against Ian McKellen, who I think is, and I do think Circus holds up well against Ian McKellen. Like I think he, yeah, I think he does better over the course of three films. Now, here's my thing: was was Andy Circus originally just a, a straight up actor? Yeah. Okay, he's, he's like, a, like a theater actor. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't know that. Because I know he's like starting to do other stuff. Like he's going to be in Black Panther. He, he was in he Civil was in, War, wasn't he? In uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah, he's a good actor. But yeah, I had I don't I don't think besides those two performances in those movies, I haven't seen him live action in anything. I saw him in uh, some BBC movies with uh, Samantha Morton, where like, okay. he played a pr- like a. A prisoner. I mean, I genuinely because do he think... did mostly just the theater work. Though, yeah, like, he's done some BBC okay. productions too. But like, I genuinely do think BBC like British actors are are miles ahead of American actors in terms of craft. So like, yes, if we're talking about underrated actors currently, like anything Brit, like 
Rory Kinnear, um, fuck, the kid who played, the guy who played, the kid, he's probably older than me, the guy who played, uh, Ben Winshaw, mm-hmm. he played Paddington, he also Winshaw, played the yeah. new Q in the in the last couple Bond movies, he's a fucking amazing actor that I really love. Uh, also a very good actor, I can't, I don't know his name, but he was in that, that episode of Black Mirror, um, which one? The entire history of you, the... The, where they play back the... Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name. The main guy. Actor. He was in Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. And, he plays... Uh, uh, World of Warcraft. Johnny... Well, I don't know who was in Johnny... He wasn't Rock. He was like... Johnny he, Rock he and was, Roll, wasn't he? Or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, it's... it's That's it's, him. Yeah, he plays... And he was... I guess he's the villain in that shitty Fantastic Four movie. He's... Uh, yeah, he's, he's Doctor Von Doom. He's Victor Von Doom in that, too. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a great British actor. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, like, just British actors in general. I think because in Britain it's still a craft as opposed to a way to get famous, like, their actors are are leaps and bounds ahead of ours. Yeah. Because they, they take it fucking seriously. By the way, another underrated actor, um, because now a lot of people unfortunately associate him with being the last, the last actor. Um... And that's not to say that he was a bad doctor, but oh, it's just Peter wait, Capaldi. Peter Capaldi? Um, and that's not to say that he was a bad doctor. It's just to say that that's now what he's known for. But he is a great actor, especially comedically. Um, the, if you've seen him in The Thick of It. Yeah, Thick of It or... Um, or the movie The, in the Loop. loop in, in The Loop. Thick of it with that scene with Gandalfini is like one of my favorites. It's the... fucking fantastic. So good. He And he is amazing. He carries that show so much like so much of it is centered around he also played Cardinal Richelieu in a BBC production of Three Musketeers which was very good too um trying to think if there's anybody else you guys would have known from but like yeah he's he's really good in it he plays Cardinal Richelieu in like the first two seasons and they kill him off because he goes to do Doctor Who yeah um but like all the doctors are fucking great like Matt Smith's killing it on The Crown I mean, David Tennant, he does mostly theater now, but yeah, yeah he like he's he was a mainstay at the Royal Shakespeare Company forever. Yeah. And but I don't know about Jodie Whit- Whittaker, Jodie Whittaker, the new one. Yeah. Do are you? Nope. You, you're not pro Jodie Whittaker. No, no, no. I thought you, you were asking me if I like I know her her, her other work. Oh no, she well she's like on Broadchurch. She was in that same episode of Black Mirror mm-hmm. that he was talking about. Um, I feel like she was in something else, but like, but are you okay with the doctor being a woman? Oh, for sure. Why? That's the more important. Question. That's the that's the question everyone wants to know. What do they want? What do they ask for next? <laughs> the right to vote. <laughs> no, it's just those things always fascinate me. How like some people do get worked up about like them making changes to like fictional characters it's, mm-hmm. it's not like a historical text and like it's yeah, they're made up characters like if they want to make another James Bond like you know be Idris Elba be Idris Elba and be black it's fine he doesn't have right. to be a pale white oh I agree guy. I think it's the dumbest fucking shit ever like not, I thought it was great that she got cast yeah not to mention that this has been going on since the beginning of time since the beginning of storytelling like this isn't any like novelty that they they make famous 
literary or, or, or story or char- fictional characters um, like that gain a certain level of popularity, they eventually at some point were like, hey, let's make a female version of like there is a, a female Don Quixote. Not a female Sherlock Holmes, though. Oh, not a female female Holmes. I I, I don't think there is. Okay, there's a female. Yeah, there's a female Don Quixote, and like, I'm pretty sure it's actually called female Don Quixote. And I like it. It's creative title. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it's like, a genius title. Because I I get the backlash. Like, because I I. I didn't agree with the backlash over the whole Ghostbusters thing, but I understood it because it was just basically like, and the, the that new Oceans movie. It's like, why not create new characters that are strong female characters that create something new? Why why are you just like going like we're gonna do the same idea but with women? But to the to the defense of Oceans Eight, from what I understand, it's they are like it's. It's officially like a remake, but unofficial, not a remake, a reboot, but unofficially it's sort of like a sequel because Sandra Bullock is, it's just a way to continue the franchise, so to speak. So, Mm -hmm. because Sandra Bullock is playing uh, Danny Ocean's sister. Really? She's George Clooney's sister. Now, I'm pretty sure in the film you'll you'll never see George Clooney. Mm -hmm. They'll just allude to him. But... I do think that they just saw the all-female thing as a way to be like, hey, we need, we want to continue the Oceans franchise, but we're not going to be able to get all those stars back, Clooney. Mm-hmm. Let's just make it female Oceans and get these other big names. But see, that's where I think it's the problem. It's like, it's, that's, I, that's a money grab. Where it's, it's totally a money grab. I completely agree. I'm, the only reason I'm for it is because I think they got the right talent. Really? Like, the right I'm, time. Like, I'm still going to go see it. I went to see that, that Ghostbusters movie. But, I, like, yeah, I think I do agree with the sense, like, if you're going to cr- just create new, strong female characters and, like, have faith. Because I think that's what it is, is. Studios don't have faith that they can create new female characters. New female characters. Without any attachment to any other male-led franchise. And it will be successful. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they don't. they don't... But then I could, you could also, on the other hand, argue that, well, Ocean's 13 was a money grab. Ocean's 12 was a money Yeah. It's like, I mean, both are not great movies either. Yeah, yeah. I actually, but that's, I'll save that for another day. I actually do think Ocean's 12 has its merits. Really? Yeah. Interesting. We can discuss that. Yeah. I think I Ocean's 13 is better than Ocean's 12. But. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people do. I like Ocean's 12 because it's Soderbergh doing actually ballsy fucking things for... For such a God, we should have started. I'm sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> I'm just saying he he's doing ballsy things, considering the fact that he was coming off like the major success of of Ocean's Eleven. He had like Ocean's Twelve was considered a big studio movie, and he was doing indie things with Ocean's Twelve that were like didn't that didn't need to be there and felt like no, I agree. In. Like that's the thing about uh, Soderbergh. He takes these risks and they backfire all the time. But I like that he takes these risks. That's all I'll say about that. Um, You're commending Soderbergh because he's willing to pull the pin on the grenade. Yeah, totally. He's a ballsy. I mean, filmmaker. there is there is merit to that. He's life. the ballsiest filmmaker I know. Like as much as I like think Tarantino's a great filmmaker, Tarantino's not as ballsy as Soderbergh is. Soderbergh is is cre- creatively takes much more risks than than somebody who's people consider audacious like Tarantino. 
And I do think Tarantino's audacious, but there's something to be said about the risk Soderbergh takes that no other director, mainstream director, takes. That's all I'll say about that. God, wow. <laughs> you said that five minutes ago. This is the last. But also... <laughs> you motherfucker. Wow, Ed, you really... You really love Soderbergh. Anyway, what were, we were talking about British actors. <laughs> yeah, British actors. Well, character actors. Character then actors. Then we got onto British, yeah. But yeah, like I genuinely do think British or British actors, like some of my favorite ones are Brit, are, are Brits because they just do it better. What about you? But British actors. Yeah, like what do you think, American versus British actors? So you're I, saying in general you're in favor of colonization? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's what I. That's what I. Feel uh, like but alluding to. Have you seen my skin color? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, I would say yeah. I would, I'd probably agree with you with like on the technical side maybe, but I also think there is something to like because they're so focused on like the theatrical thing. I think there is a thing about like charisma and maybe being able to a different aspect of being successful like film is like will this actor or actress like draw people in to watch this movie and make money yeah star I mean, power yeah so it's like a charisma star power like they have like a magneticism to them like like as great as like let's say Peter Capaldi is like great actor like if he was just like in a film you threw him in there like he wouldn't draw people he, he wouldn't have that certain it to make be like oh yeah I know what you're saying yeah. I, I mean Peter I don't think Peter Capaldi is necessarily the best example but yeah, like to take Britain's biggest star, like star Adele. <laughs> okay. Britain's biggest movie I mean, star. Acting. Okay, you know we have to clarify that. <laughs> so I would stick with Adele being probably the most popular. And I, I would agree with you. Whoever you decide is as their biggest star, I would agree with you that like they're for whoever their biggest star is. There's five. American stars who are bigger. Yeah, like... Downey Jr. Like, yeah. they don't have one person who has the star power of a Downey Jr. So I, I get what you're saying. Like that. See, I think Downey Jr. is in his own category because he found his niche and he's just like, I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to make a shit ton of money and do the least amount of work possible. And, like, I don't... I'm not, again, he's at this at this point... Not a lot's asked of him. He's no, not. No. He had to carry that franchise, the Marvel franchise, for two to three movies. Yeah. Now there's enough other stuff going on, and they're in different phases where he's just like, and and I I think that's to his credit is he he didn't it hasn't been trying to be pushy and be like no 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 I'm the star of the Marvel world. He's just kind of like no. Nah, I'll do like five days on Spider-Man Homecoming and you guys pay me a billion dollars. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But and, and I continue to... Well, because I think he sees the long picture. Like, he's, he's a smart businessman. Which is why I think... To, something that I think you were alluding to, but I think the reason why Hollywood does star power better than, than the English is, is because that's where we excel. That's where we're better than the Brits is, is the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's the true. British actors don't see it as a business; they see it as a craft, a craft. or an art form. Whereas, like American actors are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this, this is, is a, a business. Yeah, I'm building a brand. I'm building a brand." And so Downey Jr. has built his brand. Tom Cruise has built his brand. Other actors are trying to build their brands, like they're trying to get to the. Chris Pratt is already someone who's 
building a brand. Like there's there's that's you see that continuously. So yeah, I, I do but think that is a problem because because they do like um, uh, Hollywood does love to cast Brits as character actors, and when they when you get a British character actor put into a scene with somebody like Chris Pratt. Or, or Tom Cruise or Robert Downey Jr. who's all about the charm and not... I'm not saying they don't have substance, but they don't have as much substance as that other actor. It's so fucking glaring that it's, like, uncomfortable. See, like, imagine, like, Chris Pratt working opposite Anthony Hopkins. And, like, that would be the most uncomfortable scene I've ever seen. Hmm. And I like Chris Pratt. But besides star power, though, like, and it's, yeah. it's pretty much just because of the sheer sheer numbers. I mean, I could probably peg a team, like, they could match up any Brit. You're going to peg? Like, peg together, like, uh, like all the, like, American You're actors. You're going to sub so something up their ass. Oh, my God. Anyways, so, like, <laughs> we could, like, I think there's enough American, because there's just so many more of them, that, like, yeah, I could probably, like, match any... Brit actor you could throw out there I can give you an American actor that's probably as good. As good? Yeah. See, I think we're talking about two different things here. Because I think for you, good means puts butts in seats and can sell movie. For me, I'm talking about like when you watch a scene with... Like the exact, like what I was talking about. Like If, if, you, if you watch a scene with, uh, let's, again, Anthony Hopkins or like, let's say Tom Cruise... The 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 just like you would be like oh my god Anthony Hopkins is amazing in the scene and adds so much to it and Tom Cruise is just kind of there, you know what I mean like yeah of course no but I just mean like if you were to give like the best like five like male or top top five like female like British actors and actresses like I could I could match the those five with those five I think like because I'll throw you like my boy like a Michael Shannon or something. Uh, a Matthew McConaughey when he's when it's going good. Good McConaughey, okay. A Tom Hanks, you know. I a, you, Tom Hanks is I would put in the other category too, like a Denzel. Denzel would go. I would. I he could probably take on an Idris Elba in terms of talent. Hmm. But you know what I mean. Like, interesting, you finished. No, I actually, <laughs> no, but it's it is funny. But I actually do think they're somewhere like because Idris Elba could toe the line between. St- like just pure charisma, magnetic star power, but also do the the character acting thing, which I think Denzel is good at too. They, they can toe the toe the line between both, which not many actors can do. Tom Hanks is one that can. He can just be Tom Hanks in movies, and that's gonna which be he has been doing for a long time now. Yeah, like that's that's where I think I think as as a charming as much as I love Tom Hanks. I do. He has been doing just Tom Hanks in a yeah, movie he's for been, so long. Yeah, I think he would be. When's the last time he was? Maybe Catch Me If You Can. Probably. Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio too. I I think, but I Leonardo, I, I yeah. do think that's partially the actor's fault, but also partially it's just a product of the system. I think once you get to a certain level of star power, it's just the system wants like so. Let's say you know a production company casts. Tom Hanks for a movie. Mm-hmm. They want Tom Hanks to be Tom Hanks right. in a movie. They don't want Tom Hanks. If Tom Hanks is like, hey, I was thinking about this, you know, I was reading the script and I want to, this is what I want to do for the character. I want to absorb myself. I do feel like the studio, 
well, we just want you to just uh, hangs it up. To, yeah, just hangs it up. Like I feel like that's and that again goes back to your point that maybe like you know that's the problem with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I but agree. I do think that like once you get to a certain level of star power, they just want you to be you. Like I think Hollywood's already doing that with Chris Pratt. They're just like, hey, just be Chris Pratt in this movie because that's why people. But love here's you. here here's and this goes to my point. I think if somebody like. Tom Hanks or Chris Pratt. I think Tom Hanks might still be able to pull it off. But, like, if he's like, okay, I'm done. Let's say Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's like, I'm done just being Chris Pratt in every movie. I want to I wanna take on that more serious role, whatever it might be. I genuinely don't think he would be able to pull that off. You know what I mean? He would be very... He, he just wouldn't because he's so... Used, he, he doesn't know how not to be Chris Pratt in a movie anymore. Yeah. Where Tom Hanks... Maybe he can get back into that where he's he's complete like a chameleon and can not be himself. Yeah, and I think I think Clooney is like. But that I think too. you've set up the blueprint though for Pratt because like Tom Hanks at one point was it's like oh he's the guy in Bosom Buddies and Joe and Bank. Yeah, like that. Like and then it's like oh Philadelphia. Oh okay, fuck. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know if Chris Pratt has the talent of Tom Hanks. I see what you're saying, but I'm just saying that I think people probably said thought similar things about like Maybe. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, I, I think a huge th- part of it too is just the elements have to be right, right? So like, all the stars have to align for Chris Pratt to get in the perfect situation, the way Tom Hanks did for Philadelphia, or I think even a precursor to Philadelphia, like when people first saw like his acting chops, were like, oh shit, he might he might have something there. It was actually a league of their own. Mm-hmm. Where people were first like, oh, okay. I mean, he's he's still comedic in the league of their own, but he's he's a little. He more... had some he had some layers. In that yeah, character. he has some layers, um, and I think league of their own probably paved the way for him to do something like Philadelphia. But but point being, like I I I do think like it's you know as with anything in life, I think it's partially luck. Like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is definitely talented, but I think it's partially the stars aligned for him to to do something like Philadelphia. And he got to show and prove himself, and he did. Um, and I think the same would be true for Chris Pratt. I don't know. Do, does he have the talent Tom Hanks does? I don't know. I don't think so. But then again, I don't know for sure. I don't know what he's capable of. But if the stars align, maybe he can. Maybe he can't. Like maybe he gets just the a right situation, a right director, a right movie, a right role, and maybe he does something along the lines of a Philadelphia. I don't think so, but I don't know. No, he's hooked in. I think he's hooked into Marvel too hard at this point. Yeah, it's like uh, I think it was Mark Bernard, and even Paramount, right, with the Jurassic. Jurassic uh, was that Paramount? Or no, Universal? Uh, Universal. Universal. He was talking. Oh, fuck! You just derailed my train of thought. Uh, Mark. Like he's shit. talking to Mark. Somebody. Mark Bernard. Fuck. Well, Chris Pratt. Oh, oh, he was talking about because um, Marvel's famous for taking like cheap directors. And directors who like kind of yeah. are good, and they like they put them into their machine, and then they become Marvel directors. And it can kind of ruin a director because yeah. they don't know how to make anything else like creatively but a Marvel movie. And I think they kind of did that to Chris Pratt, where Chris Pratt what before Guardians he was in Parks and Rec and maybe some here and there. Yeah. Then he got Star Lord, and like he, he's like, okay, this is how I do that. So maybe he just doesn't he doesn't have that ability to. To like go back and forth between blockbuster, I'm Chris Pratt, hey, I'm cool and charming, to like, oh, I'm gonna do some serious ass shit right now. Yeah. Whereas like 
Tom Hanks, I think Tom, that was the thing. Tom Hanks had the ability and had that wiggle room because he wasn't locked in to this big conglomerate. No, yeah. He was. Studio, like, he could go and be like, test the water, so to speak. Like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do League of Their Own and maybe I'm not going to be, like, the guy from Bosom Buddies in this yeah. movie. Whereas Chris Pratt's just, like, at this point, it's like, well, they're, they're paying me $50 million to, like, basically show up and make jokes? Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, and no, that that's that, that's definitely there's something to that because I agree that from everything I've seen Chris Pratt do thus far, it's just been pretty much Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. I haven't seen Passengers, but it looks like it, yeah, from more, the trailers, it looks like that. Yeah, and I don't, <laughs> I feel like we're shitting on Chris Pratt a lot, but I like Chris Pratt. Yeah, again, but he, you like Chris Pratt, you don't like yeah, him as an actor, yeah. you like him because he's a personable. Mm-hmm, dude exactly um and in all his movies so pretty much hmm. what about michael shannon oh he's so do you think awesome. how would you feel about michael shannon doing a comic book movie would you be up, up for it or no well he he's, has. he's been well he's, yeah he yeah. was in man of steel that's true yeah. no never mind but he, was did you like him in man of steel yeah he was actually the best part the of best him. he was by far the best part of the man of steel for sure I mean, he was not Michael Shannon, like normal Michael Shannon. That he really did—he chewed up the scenes. Yeah, but it's like, but that's what Zod should do, though. I think. Yeah. He should be kind of like boisterous and just like take command mm-hmm. of the room. I think that fits the character. I also do think that um, they they like I don't. I, there was also what's her name, Amy Adams as as Lois Lane. Um, I, I just think that they they had such talent with not only Amy Adams but Michael Shannon that they didn't really utilize for that movie or any movie thereafter because Amy Adams continues to be in that, that well, fucking franchise. I do. Here's the thing. I've said this before. I, I don't think I've ever said it on a podcast, but the the DC, DC movie specifically. They have great ingredients. They just don't have anybody who can turn them into anything good. Yeah. Like, Scott Snyder... Not Scott Snyder, Zack Snyder. Scott Snyder is actually the good Snyder who does the comic books. Uh, Zack Snyder is, is decent at casting. And, like, putting some stuff together. He just... And I've said... I know I've said to you guys. He doesn't know how to emotionally weight a film. He's just, like... When, when you watch Man of Steel, that first... 20 minutes is not connected to anything else like eat, there's no logical backbone as to why like why did that scene that I'm watching now come after the scene I watched before it's just a series of shots that has no connective tissue whatsoever mm-hmm. and so it was the same with Batman versus Superman was it, I mean okay concepts and like f- weird shit it just falls apart because there's no connective tissue that to hold it together and keep your interest. Yeah. So I think yeah. I genuinely... When also, it's because DC does... Like, Warner Brothers... Again, Warner Brothers doesn't treat DC properly. Like, they need to have, like, DC films be its own thing and get somebody in there who's, like, a fan of the comics and, like, can be like, no, this, this, this is my vision. They need their Feige in there. Because right now, it's just Warner Brothers executives going, like... Oh, we're going to do, I don't know, Shazam. No, we'll do Black Adam because Rock wants to do it. It's like, no, that's not... 
It's not a good reason to do the movie. No. I mean, I bet it'll make money, though. I mean, all of them have made money. Like, financially, all the DC movies have been successes. Green Lantern? But they're not getting the return they they're want. Not. So, the, which I think is a good sign. That's the number one indicator of maybe a change. In I mean, they just did announce a new head of, of DC films. Uh, yeah. Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is still, because he's still creative director at DC. And, like, he's got, like, five different titles at that fucking place. But uh, he's still like gonna gonna help shape a little bit what's what's supposed to happen. But who fucking knows, right? Yeah. Shit. DC. I fucking love DC. I, like not the sh- not the movies, but like I'm a DC guy. Fuck Marvel. I like Marvel. Marvel's boring. It's your opinion. Yeah. No, that that is my opinion. I find like, Even though Batman vs. Superman is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. I said the comics, not the movies. Granted, like, genuinely, like, I think Marvel, even though I'm bored with Marvel movies at this point, uh, kill it with movies, but their comics are, are meh. Right, right now. Like, there's, okay. some, there's some stuff that I do. Like, I love Jeff Lemire's Midnight, or Midnight, Moon Knight run. It was amazing, but he left... To go to DC, like Marvel is bleeding creators at this point. Like Michael Brian Michael Bendis signed an exclusive. Jeff Lemire left to go to Marvel or go to DC. I mean, Marvel really doesn't have a top creator. Tom King, who wrote that Vision issue or that Vision run, is now working on Batman. Is exclusive at DC. It's insane. But but Marvel movies are good. I. I They're good I if not redundant. But yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. I agree. But like Civil War was good. Like the Captain America movies, all three of them were solid. Yeah. Guardian, first Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Right? Yeah. Two was okay. I watched it again and it, it was good. It was, yeah. I like Thor Ragnarok. Did you watch Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. You guys yeah. liked it? Yeah. It was good. It was real good. Cause, but I feel like it was good because... By the way, if you're going to talk about someone chewing up scenery like like uh, Michael Shannon did as Zot, Kate Blanchett as... Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it was, no, it was I was fun, just though. curious. Was I, was, I was curious because Michael Shannon is always so reserved and, like, intense where, like... And Kate Blanchett... But Kate Blanchett has, has been more animated at times where I feel like it was, it was more of a departure for Michael Shannon to be... To chew the scenery and stuff like that, then Kate Blanchett to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok was good though. It was really enjoyable. But it's because T- they gave Tiki YTT what he like. Just do it. Do whatever you want. Like he literally got, he said he got that job because he made a uh, a showreel of and we're cutting in immigrant song, and they were like, "Do it." Didn't have a script or anything. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. What yeah. we do in the shadows is really good, too. Great. Great movie. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? Not yet. I really want to see that, see too. I've seen it. It's real good. Do you have it? No. It's out of mine. But it was... It's on Hulu. Is it? Yeah, I put it on my watch list. I'll have to watch that, because I have Hulu. Hunt for the Wilder People. It was on Hulu. I hope it still is. You know what would be really fucking hilarious? If they gave Richard Iowade... I would fucking <laughs> love that. 
Oh my god, what, that would be so great. What would be the perfect Marvel movie for Richard Iowate to do? I would like to Marvel? S- I would like yeah, to let's see go Richard. Com- let's go comic book movie. I would like okay. to see Richard Iowate do a Howard the Duck. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Hmm. Or Wes Anderson. I think Wes Anderson would be making an amazing fucking Howard the Duck movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what would be a really good, interesting Marvel that would fit his sensibilities? Because, like, but that's the thing is, like, because Submarine, and I feel like Submarine and the Double are definitely two different stylistically. It's very different. But that, that's why I mentioned Wes Anderson, too, is because Submarine's definitely influenced a little bit by Wes Anderson. Yeah. But it's just gonna be comic book character. I could see. I don't know why, but like a, like a Buster like Gold, Booster Gold, Booster Gold. That would be, like, I think he would actually do that really well. That would be interesting. Like Booster Gold, like Blue Beetle type, like buddy cop thing would be pretty fucking cool. That's actually that's a good that's a good pull. Yeah, he could do that really well. I don't know. I because I was thinking of DC characters he could do. Fuck, he would be awesome as the voice of Skeets. Like, it's Booster Gold's little, yeah. like... Fuck, that would be amazing. And just, like, him, like, just pretty much, like, saying, you, you didn't do this. Gonna oh, be, like, my fuck. Yeah. God, I want to see this now. Just being all quippy and saying, like, like, <laughs> like backhand snipe, huh? Fuck, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. I want to... Trademark, TM, TM, TM. Petition. <laughs> they... I'm Petitions f- have been started for dumber things. <laughs> Richard Iowati making a, a Booster Gold movie. Well, Greg Berlanti keeps talking about doing that shit, but who knows? Who would you cast as Booster Gold? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me look this character up. Booster on. Gold. I think I would get for those. Okay, so because Ed clearly doesn't know who Bo- Booster no Gold idea. is. Booster Gold is a is a character in DC Comics who is from the future, who. Steal. He 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 was a professional football player. Got disgraced for betting on his own games. Became a janitor at a museum and stole a bunch of futuristic technology. Went back in time to modern uh, continuities time and uses his robot Skeet, who knows all the information, to stop crime. And all he wants to do is be famous. Yes, I like that already. Yeah, but he's but he's very much like a. Trump asking the fact that he's like he's super concerned and like just super like aware of like his like his image that he wants to portray. Yeah, he's very much, but like he's not Trump in the way like he's, he is a likable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, but he's, he's but definitely he, image conscious though. Yeah, he's very image conscious, and then he like always um, he's always like puts him down. It's like like when he tries to like encourage him, it's like, well, it's not that bad. Like champ, like think of it like this. There was still blah blah blah. More superheroes that were named after you. Yeah. You know, like, backhanded stuff like that. Just but, yeah. It, and him and uh, Blue Beetle, the original Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, like, they partnered them up a lot in the comics. In fact, on my truck, I have a picture of Blue Beetle, like, running. I saw the Blue Beetle. Uh, that came, actually, it was a two-pack of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and Double D has Booster Gold running on his car. Oh, okay. But, like, they're very, they were very much, like, whenever they're in the Justice League, like, they joke around, like... Stuff like that and pull pranks and shit like that. I see. But shit gets like real dark for them uh, when Blue Beetle like discovers something and shit like goes down. It's fucking insane. Yeah, that's that's when I would choose. That's fucking good. That's fucking good. I mean, just him being Skeet would be fucking amazing. Um, what would I give him? 
I think I would give him the question. Well, that'd be, that'd be yeah, because cool. I think he, I think specifically, like because of the double, which I wasn't the biggest fan. I want to rewatch the double. I also agree with you. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I want to rewatch it. But I think he could like it, it's it's noir ish. It is, and it, and its tone, and I think that's something he could play with. And fuck, like the question is all about is very philosophical and stuff like that. And I think he could like bring that shit out. I don't think I would have him play anybody in the club. Oh, he could play Toth. That'd be fucking... Like, he's got, like, some weird, like, old professor dude who's, like, his moral compass. And he could play that. God, now I want to see Richard Iwata in a... Mar- like, com- any comic book movie. By the way, I got a couple people in mind who I'd want to play a booster goal. Okay, what do you got? Uh, first one, I feel like this is just, like, an, an obvious one, but I think he would bring... The star power and the charisma to it, uh, like a Zac Efron playing Booster Gold, I think would be fine. And you know he's got comedic chops already. Yeah. He so does. You know, I was, at first I was going to scoff at that, and I was like, you know what? He's got like he's got comedic chops. He's not a bad actor. I don't know anything about Booster Gold as far as his, his temperament or personality, but just looking at the images, uh, I think uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley if you want to go more of like a, a like a. Grizzled, lived-in yeah. booster gold. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see that. He, I could see. Yeah, I could see him as like an older, like maybe in the 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 storyline, the fifty-two, like old, like grizzled type shit. But I was also thinking the other possibility besides the Efron that I came up with was uh, uh, from uh, was it, is it Ansel from uh, like Baby Driver and like uh, Fault oh. Stars? Really, as booster. Because I think he would do a really good job of like portraying like fake confidence. The booster gold does, you know, like those like yeah. the the fake bravado, and I think mm-hmm. he would he would be able to show that emotion very well of like hmm. a veneer of confidence, but you can still see that it's like it's not real confidence. Interesting. I I mean, and he's just a good actor. I think actually. I think I think that that's definitely like the. The alternative casting, which could work, I do genuinely think Zach Efron's a good pull though. Like, he fuck, he could play Booster Gold. What about Blue Beetle? Hmm. Who you have in mind? Well, I mean, for me, like, I know it's not going to happen, but I love the idea of Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk mm-hmm. playing. Like, I because I think they have good chemistry, and like Nathan Fillion could obviously pull off that like bravado that you need for Booster Gold where Alan Tudyk can play the nerdy weird shit um, but like if we're going who would play who would play opposite well let's let's say let's cast it it's gonna be Zac Efron's Booster Gold who will we get to play his Blue Beetle what's a fucking think buddy cop drama like who I think would I got a couple of people in mind but I don't think they fit the that like the the body image of like uh, Blue Beetle necessarily. Well, I mean Chris Pratt fucking dropped poundage and put on put on muscle. So what's what's the the thing about Blue Beetle is he's he's a geeky nerdy. Yeah, he's very very geeky and nerdy. He has no superpowers, but he's an inventor, and he he kind of grew up idolizing superheroes. So he's very much. Kind of like wide-eyed and shit. So would somebody like Michael Sarah or Jesse Eisenberg be? Michael Sarah's an interesting choice. 
Jesse Eisenberg is too good of an actor for this, I think. Michael Sarah is a good actor. No, I agree, but Just like I don't know. I mean, I think like if Michael Sarah got jacked. Yeah. Jesse I do like Jesse Eisenberg actually more than Sarah though, I think. Really? Well, because I think, because I think, like a like a more toned down like Eisenberg would actually go better with the Efron pairing. That's why. I mean, I I don't know. I think the. I genuinely think the the chemistry would be better between Sarah and Efron. I agree. I just picked Eisenberg because I was just. I mean, Jesse. I think Eisenberg, because his humor, I don't think would translate well with. What's his face? Efron. Efron's humor. Where I think Michael Sarah's would be... It mm-hmm. definitely would be off-kilter with it, but it would be in an interesting way. But if you, if I'm just going off like... Because uh, like, I remember I said I have two image-wise mm-hmm. that I don't think would they wouldn't fit it. But I but it's like... Are the first people that I think would work well with Efron. And it's and it's like uh, Seth Rogen set this president. I think like... I have a couple of like... Uh, plus-size gentlemen that I think would make good sidekicks and like nerdy companions and one of them is uh you know you, you guys are gonna call me out this one but like like a josh gad would be would work well with it because he could play like the nerdy nervous tech guy and they would pair well with like his comedic timing and like mm-hmm. disability would pair well with efron and i think it'd be fun to just see them like they would make a fun buddy cop dynamic I think. okay who's the and the, the other actor is uh i was actually thinking uh He's from like the the ping pong movie with Christopher Walken. Oh, he's yeah. in a, a wild like a fantastic piece. Um, oh. Dan Fogler. Dan Fogler, I think, would make a great like sidekick, like blue, like just like nerdy scientist, like cohort type. That like Blue Beetle kind of is. I could I could see that. I could I I would go. I mean, I like Dan Fogler more than Josh Gad. See, I'm saying. He tries too hard. No, who would I pick now? Who would be a good... Fuck. Who would be a good Blue Beetle? And I do think, like, a, like, like a Fogler gag would interact really well with, like, Iowati as, like, a... As dude. Skeet? Yeah. That would be true. Fuck, it would be good, though. Um... Shit, I don't know who I would pick as like <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> Just because he can do anything. He can do fucking everything. But no, he would. No, I don't think he'd be a good Blue Beetle. Fuck. Because like Blue Beetle is kind of like wide-eyed too. Fucking Sarah's a good pick. You know who else I think would be. Um... If I can like change it up a bit, like I, I I like the idea of someone like um the the Indian actor from uh, the newsroom, Dev Patel. Patel. I think Dev Patel would make a great like nerdy tacky guy. And yeah, I think he would actually, and I think he'd pair really well with like an Efron. Like, that's actually yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. It's a good pull, yeah. And he's played like the the nerdyish tech guy before anyway. Yeah. So. He also is in a show called Skins, which I don't remember if he was nerdy. Skins, Skins is like the British version of... Of Skins? Of Skins. Of Skins. It's like the better version of that show. But like fucking insane amount of like young British talent. Uh, Dev Patel, the guy who plays Gendry on Game of Thrones, 
was on that show. Um, fucking the chick who plays uh, the wildling in Game of Thrones. Yeah. She's on that show. There was one other one that I was going to... Um, the guy who played Beast in the X-Men movies. Holt? Yeah, Nicholas Holt. Who's also in uh, that uh, Matthew... What's his face? Hugh Grant. Max? Oh, no, about Grant. a boy. About, about a, boy. a boy. He's the boy. He is he's the, the, boy. the titular boy. And he's Mad Max. He's in Mad Max. He's in Mad Max. Yeah, he's in He's in that show. Like, and it's a fight. Like, if you haven't seen the British version... Callback, he's in Warm Bodies, too. He is in Warm Bodies. He is the titular warm body. If you like Skims, by the way, I don't know if I've ever told you, you should watch This Is England. I think you did tell me that. It's fantastic. Yeah. The movie and the miniseries, both. But yeah. Both. But yeah. Fuck, who? I still haven't picked one for Blue Beetle. Because you're a bitch. I'm a bitch. You can't pull the trigger. No, I just like, I'm blanking on like, that, those kind of actors. Dev Patel is a good. That's a, that's a really good pull though. Like, I think he could definitely do that. He's not white though. I mean that is that is that's a him. problem. But I think people like Dev Patel though. No, but he's not white. Do though? Like I, I generally don't. Ooh, you know, know what? If 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 people have you know an what, though, if I'm gonna go Dev if I'm gonna Patel. go like that way, then like even a more maybe even obvious choice now that we've thrown Dev Patel out there, Kamel Nanjiani. He would be cool. He would be. He would be pretty awesome to be Ted Cord. But like, here's people, the thing: people would go ape shit uh, if they casted Kamel Nanjiani. They would. Uh, I fucking, I, I genuinely, and this. But I think he fucking, it would be so good. Was Zach? I think him and Zach Efron would, would be hilarious. It would be great. I genuinely think uh, in Legends of Tomorrow, uh, they have Brandon Routh playing. Uh, Ray Palmer. Originally, he was supposed to be Ted Cord, and he plays him as Ted Cord. So I think he would be fucking great in it hmm. as Ted Cord because he's already playing him. But fuck, who would I? Yeah, man. You know what? Ben Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. Sorry. I like I'm mixing Ben Schwartz. Ben uh, I, I was going to say, Ben Schwartz would be another really it's weird... Yeah. Pull that out of my ass. Look at Ben Schwartz would make an awesome booster goal if we didn't have Zach Efron, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he does pretty much do the stupid confidence thing in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, just imagine John Ralphio with superpowers. Fuck. Um, John Hammond's booster goal... Like an older booster goal would be amazing. Charmous. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. And he's got Richard Iwade. Funny, because that popped in my head, because him and Richard Iwade uh, actually went to Hong Kong together for two days. Because Richard Iwade has this show called Travel Man, where he takes comedian Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd would be a great uh, Blue Beetle. No, he's, he's, he's too busy. He's already he's too busy. person. But, uh... No, they like Richard Iwadi takes like comedians and famous people on short trips to different cities around Europe and the world. And like the latest, the latest one, he just he took John Hamm for some reason. Like I guess they called him up. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do that. It's cool." That's gotta be pretty sweet. Not for Richard Iwadi. He's uh, he does not like going out. He's a better, more sophisticated Carl Polkinson. 
He's more sophisticated. Yes. Carl Pilkington is an amazing human being. <laughs> He's entertaining with what he says. He is the most entertaining person you want to poke with a stick. Yeah. I've, I've, I told this to Tiff, but he, he's the funniest person alive to me. I'm not, like, I'm just saying no, like, so without any sort of things added on to that statement. Just not trying to be funny. I'm just saying the funniest person alive to me. Like, he makes me laugh more than anybody else makes me laugh. It's not always intentional, but it it's always works. Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be a good uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, he'd be good at that. He's a good actor, he'd probably do. Ryan Gosling as Booster Gold, though? I, I stayed away from it just because he's he's still... You know, I, you know what? Yeah, he could, he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm, like, I'm looking at a website now that said it. They put, they gender swapped it, and it was uh, Melissa McCarthy as Booster Gold and Kate McKinnon as Blue Beetle. I would watch that. I would yeah. watch the hell out of that. I mean, that, that I just, sounds great. I just want to. I I think they should just do a buddy, a buddy movie with them, anyways. I I mean, I love Kate McKinnon too, so I'll watch anything she's in. Uh, I like them both. But you heard it here first. The thing that has Mark most excited is a non-existent, made-up fantasy world boost, booster gold. Fucking Richard Iowate doing a booster gold and Blue Beetle movie. And he plays Skeet. That's all I want. Skeet, 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 Skeet. I, I'm going... <laughs> to the window. I am going to, like, chaos magic this into existence. So that means it will happen. It will happen. Way. That's not what that means. That's what that means. I'm a chaos magician. Oh, chaos magician. But, anyways, I, I guess that's what, what what's got us excited right now, boys. Uh, so hey, that's the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I signal the beginning and the ending. We began, and now we end. So, uh, you know, uh, just so you know, uh, Dave Dave Paduch. Sends his love in regards to the, the audience out there. When he sends his love to this, I mean, he puts like he jerks off that means an envelope and sends it to himself. the mail. I'm not saying he's gonna throw a, like a a hand cup of like warm chowder at someone in the audience, or that he won't. You're obsessed with this idea, first of all. But you know what? He just he just says later. That's that's what he says. And now I say goodbye. I say farewell. I say so long. Get the fuck out of here. Love Jose and Mark and Dad. Blood stains the very streets we walk today. Also on this night, we pay tribute to the leader of our enemies. To defeat my enemy, I extinguish his life. Consume him as I consume these flames. We deal 